3: Hey, yo, what's up, world? This is DJ JS1 of the legendary Rocksteady Crew. And right now, you're listening
2: to The Library. Of my man, Tim Einenkel, on
1: rapstation.com. Strictly the real hip hop. Peace. Yeah. Hitting the walls. Waste your heart for the aerosol art. I'm a writer, not a fighter, man. I tear you apart. I wrote in more black.
2: My next guest, Dan Lish, is a true artist. He's a senior concept artist for the video game industry in London, but he he's a, he's also blessed the world with a project called Ego Strip. Ego Strip is a project that started a, started on Dan's commute to work on the train and his illustrations of iconic hip hop artists. Dan, I want to welcome you to the library with Tim Kell on rapstation.com. Welcome, man.
3: Thank you very much. I uh, appreciate the... Uh, and an honored to, to be here.
2: So I want to start, you know, obviously we're, we're in this political climate and I feel like every year... You know, I feel like there's always this like push to, by politicians, to get rid of the arts, and that had me thinking about your work. And I want to know how did you actually get started, and then was it like a natural thing? Did you where you push for it, but then also once you discovered you had this gift, did somebody foster it, or was it like on your own?
3: You know, I, I was lucky that I had uh, when my parents were together. Um, they were very encouraging. And uh you know they pushed that creativity in me because they saw that I was naturally drawn to that. You know, I would either be, you know, roaming around in fields looking for animals or something, or, or just uh, with my head in a sketch pad. And, and my father, you know, he really encouraged me. He, he got me specific pens and and uh, he guided me. My mother was, was quite artistic on her side of the family, so it was a natural thing. I just fell into it and and. I guess being a bit of a daydreamer as well. That, that was um, that was a good ex- excuse and, and a good habit really just to just to embrace or be in that that bubble of creativity and and just explore these worlds, you know, the inner the inner worlds I guess. Especially when times you know they get a bit rough sometimes, the up and downs of life. I wouldn't say it's it's a direct escapism. But it's it's uh, it, it's sort of therapeutic, and uh, it's just a lovely place to be. You know, being in that creative zone. You know, I don't want to get too cosmic, but you know, you know what I mean. Just sort of uh, in in the sort of zone, your, your connection with a higher source, maybe. You know, I don't know. It's crazy because where I get inspiration from, sometimes I don't really know.
2: <laughs> I speak I mean so was this when you were when you were growing up and you you know you had this encouragement from your your family your your parents mm-hmm. um was there any I mean I, I imagine this and I don't want to you know I imagine Dan at school uh kind of teachers talking you zoning out probably doing amazing artwork right or just sketching and mm-hmm. then getting in trouble for it <laughs> or um yeah sometimes so i mean it's, it depends where you
3: strategically sit if you're in the back of the <laughs> class you get away with a lot more you know and everyone wants to be at the back of the class i would suggest <laughs> i mean uh yeah you opened up a big topic there about schooling quote unquote you know so i didn't really get along with it too well but yeah i don't want to get off the off the subject but yeah it, it happened now and again. Um, I just wanted to get the hell out of school to be honest and and just do just explore this world around us as much as i could
2: so so when you were when you started to explore the world um, how did you how, how did you fall into you know these these illustrations of blending uh hip hop legends and the uh, fantasy world
3: well this happened a lot longer. Uh, you know down the road uh, I mean I went through the, the usual you know in the UK we we sort of got that proverbial hip hop package of all the elements you know through through Zulu, through Wild Style, through Rocksteady Tour you know all this stuff in certain documentaries so that in the early 80s, 82, 83 so I was like from the first generation of that so I mean cut a long story short 30 plus years later um and and coming back from new york going to england having a family being more mature and also getting into more the spiritual side uh, the inner workings of, of human existence it very organically happened and and this is basically be, being let's say going to work on to london from the south coast of england to london i'm, I'm drawing and these things they happen very organically you know um Obviously, there was a bit of an intention there because uh, it was originally through rocking bigging up one of my pieces that I did for my late great friend, uh, break DJ Lacey, uh, who put out these these iconic breakbeat albums. So I did the cover for that. Um, and a lot of heads were just, it went around the world quite viral and became quite a cult image. And, and I thought, well, as a thank you, I'm going to do a little portrait a little homage to Ruckim. him they just started with paradise gray as well out of the x clan and 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 just giving them doing doing little sketches of them but being very present in the moment and, and none of the ego thing which is synonymous to hip-hop and, and like b-boy type bravado you know so i was uh, but i sort of figured that out a bit later on but what i'm getting at so i did these little things and they became you know they 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 did really well you know and I thought well I'm onto something here this is everyone likes a pat on the back so
2: right.
3: and, and especially if you're uh, you, you want to become a self-sufficient self-sufficient artist um, I thought yeah I've, I've touched on something here so I'm going to explore it a bit more so that's how it happened so, so yeah so, so I'm rambling on a bit but it was definitely progression going through the, the battle mentality putting myself on the front line in hip-hop this is more regards to the b-boying aspect up rocking and graffiti and then getting all that out of my system then i'm in my sort of late 30s early 40s having a family and i can look back you know as sort of stepping outside of that and then looking in with my knowledge and and the, the experiences i've had with a more mature ear and eye and and a lot of these sub- little subconscious things, that they sort of manifest when I'm doing my pen. It, my, my drawings are usually pen straight to paper. It's not really working out. It's freestyle crafting then and there on a, on a wobbly train that's, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's very spontaneous and that's, that's the, the whole joy of it. And, and um, yeah, I'm, I'm still really enjoying the journey and the process, which is very important for an artist. I
2: think, I think one one of the things that's, uh, really fascinating to me is that you, you you come up with original concepts for your pieces, mm-hmm. and and I say that because you're you're, you're doing it. You, you're, your subject matters are are artists themselves, and these these artists, these MCs, these producers, these DJs, they've already they've kind of already presented themselves to the world with their mm-hmm. their own inter- artistic interpretation, yeah. and Your and then you're kind of representing them with your your own you know artistic interpretation um so i guess over how do you like how do you how much of what they presented already what what these artists have already presented to the world how much do you take into account when creating your pieces like that
3: that's a good question because it 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 boils down to three or four um uh, how can I explain it? it, it if I can categorise the process, or, um, first, it will it will start with who am I intrigued by, inspired by that really, you know, rock me to the core um, that I would go out, spend my hard-earned money on their music, go to see them at jams, you know, share their music between my friends, you know, and even if that was twenty, thirty years ago, they've still left. You know, because time is a funny thing and it? sort of, things resonate with you for your whole life. Mm-hmm. You listen to one tune again and it takes you back to when you're 12 years old, right. even if you're like, you know, 52 or something. So I, I sort of picked artists that really resonated with me for all the years. I'll write a little list down um, and then... I'll try and, being very familiar with their music as well. It mainly starts with that if, I, if I'm very familiar with their music. Or, or Again, it's perception and my interpretation of it, you know, because it's coming from basically an Anglo, Anglo-European perception of it, um, but as a lover of hip-hop, you know. So um, it's, it's quite a broad question, <laughs> that one, but uh, it, it depends as well um, because some characters I'm quite intrigued with, although I might not listen to a lot of their music. Right. Um, but I would definitely say it has to come from the love, the inspiration, the intrigue, um, and and how I can flip it, or how I can, uh, how I can uh, make a suggestion that of, of the power of their music. But I might um, be trying to manifest that into into something uh, tangible. Like there's a lot of speakers with little faces on, and there's lots of you know, say like with Ultramagnetic MCs, the first one that comes into my head. Um, I put them on the back of this rhino that was sort of mixed with a sort of tape deck, sort of studio, sort of crazy laboratory. But this charging rhino, because that was the impact they had on me when I when I was the youth.
1: Mm.
3: Their, their 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 music just blew my head off. So uh, I, so I'm trying to use these visual metaphors. Um, which is quite a big thing that I use a lot of analogies and metaphors and have little side narratives going through these illustrations as well. And I'll use quite a bit of symbolism when I can because I might be listening to some crazy podcast that, that is very alternative and, and um, you have to be quite open-minded. And that, that also might affect that illustration that day as well. It, it's a huge huge question because everyone i've done about a hundred and i've done over a hundred of these now over the last couple of years and every one i would say is, is different in my initial uh interpretation of it i'll try and keep to us the a theme that i feel that you know like with P- premiere um it, he's sort of he's you know he said like i'm a nerd i sort of love my vinyl my wax he's like a crazy sort of professor in his lab knocking out these amazing beats so i can play with that it's easier for me to play with say crews like far side like visually uh far side or um you know the the native tongues are quite easy because the, you know they're quite playful in their imagery and their lyrics as well so that's that gives me a lot more of what I can play with. With, with PE, with Public Enemy, I remember um, I, I heard this interview when I was about 17, and, and there was this cat from New York, I can't remember, um, Bones Malone, was that, uh, maybe that was him, I can't remember, but he said, yeah, PE, they just entered hip-hop on this black cloud, you know, <laughs> you know this huge black cloud, and there was a rumble across New York or something like that, and it's, that, that's that's my sort of, Remembering, it might be wrong, but that's that's what sort of stayed in my head. So I thought, yeah, you know, I'm going to do like a a huge flotilla, <laughs> uh, just just with flavor, you know, just buzzing around like he does, you know, just like aggravating shit, you know what I mean? Just so sort of like and, and Chuck and 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 everyone there and and uh, but the uh, you know Hank Shockley in his in his floating laboratory pushing buttons and pulling levers. So I just the, the main thing is that I'm playing, I'm playing around. I'm not too caught up in trying to impress the people that I'm touring because that's the whole reason for it. It's ego strip. You're taking that away and you're embracing that inner child and that play in creativity. And also, it's a multi-layered sandwich. It's, it's giving love back to them as well as individuals, creative human beings, as, as we all are. It's just how we tap into it.
2: How much of the... I mean- you talked about, you know, inspirations, you know, like us, hearing someone say something about PE or, um, you know, listening to a podcast. But how much, um, I guess, how much, how much, how much do you ever go like go back and, I guess, listen to the discography or a track that you really remember um, of the, the artist or the subject that you are, you're painting at the time or drawing at the time? Well,
3: that, that definitely helps. I mean, sometimes I'll be listening to the craziest music that has nothing to do with the artist, but occasion I'd say more than 50%, I will, um, I will listen to those iconic tunes that, that have really resonated over the years, you know, uh, um, I mean, nothing comes to, to mind right now, but uh, of, of, a, of a certain crew or anything. But yeah, all—I all, mean, uh, yeah, okay. Like, all, all, I, I guess uh, you know, the Pete Rock PE um, uh, Flash. All, yeah, I'll be listening to, to some iconic jams that of uh, you know, that pop into my mind. Um, and it might only be two, like with Pete Rock, Seal, Smooth. It was a straighten-out remix with the horns and the bass line that uh, has lasted for me, as, as well as, you know, that first EP all sold out, uh, you know, that, that, those jams as well. And and with, with maybe with some of them like Black Sheep, it, it was The Choice Is Yours. That was the only jam. I listened to the whole album, but the one that I kept on going back to during that train ride was The Choice Is Yours. And, you know, it ha- has multi laid meaning for me. Also, you know, me hanging out with my boys back in the day as well, just messing around, and that tune was playing a lot. So um yeah it, it depends you know but it's it's mainly a couple of iconic tunes uh, sometimes I don't need to at all um I just know what I'm going to do scribble out a little little thumbnail rough if it especially if it's a big crew piece if there's there's more than 5 members it takes a little bit more planning but yeah sorry I'm, I'm rambling a bit but uh
2: no, yeah, no your question <laughs> no, no i i think what also is interesting is that you're you, you know you talk about this kind of these are it's sounds like you're, you're saying that these are also these are legends or these are artists that you kind of you know brings you back to your youth right um but are there have there ever been moments where you let's say you have a plan to to kind of draw or do a piece of an artist and you remember him or her you know and you you in your youth and what you were listening to when you first heard them. And then, but now as an adult, you've kind of gone back and, Hey, I'm going to listen to this track again. And obviously it means something different because you're at a different point in your life. And then that happens and you have to kind of totally rework the piece or do you try to still uh, stick with your initial plan for the piece?
3: That, that really doesn't have an effect to be honest. And uh, that there might be records that they did, a while ago, maybe the lyrical content, I'm not really into as much, but it doesn't really, it doesn't really have that effect on me. You know, I, I just appreciate it. It's in a little capsule of, of this time where I can just nip in and out and it still has that effect that it did back in the day, you know? Mm. Um, yeah. It just uh, I, I don't know. It's a funny question because sometimes the subtleties that, that you overlook, years later you'll pick back up, up on them again and you think you would have forgotten them with me anyway i'll remember the tiniest little silly detail of things right and sort of focus in on that uh, not visually but you know sound wise as well and that feeling and even like i say before I, I know i said this previously but it might have been honestly 15 20 years and i haven't heard the the, the music or these specific you know records for a long time and as soon as i press play, you know, then
2: I'm right there again.
3: Right. It's interesting how, how it has that effect.
2: Uh, you know, you've obviously, like you mentioned, you've done over a hundred pieces and, you know, you've done Eric B. and Rakim, Karis One, Beastie Boys, Public Enemy, Questlove, Pete Rock, Premiere and more.
1: Uh, mm-hmm. But
2: you also you you have a print of the, uh, the late Jay Dilla. Um, <laughs> for you, you know, and there's a lot of stories about Jay Dilla. Like people, the most common one I feel is that people don't realize they're listening to jay dilla <laughs> or how much of an effect jay dilla actually had on their their upbringing until yeah. you tell them um so i was curious when did you first discover his music and um were you also kind of did you, are you in the are you in the boat like with most of us or some of us that you didn't realize you were hearing him until he passed or until much later in the game
3: yeah, that was that was definitely in there as well. I didn't realise how much of an effect he had. Because I'm a bit, if there's a lot of hype on something, I'll intentionally turn the other way. You know, it just, so I know when he passed, there, there, everyone was just, uh, you know, going crazy playing his style. There was nice dedicated, which I can understand that. But I sort of shied away from it a bit because I had a lot of respect for his craft. But I didn't really get too caught up in that. And so I had to wait a good, you know, five, six, seven years before, you know, I, I started getting, uh, started listening to it again. I don't know, it was just all, a lot of the hype and craziness. I just shied away from it, I think. I, I, yeah, I, I definitely, uh, the more I went back, I thought, I was like, damn, you know, he's done so much. And it, yeah, it has has lasted the test of time. And it, yeah, he was releasing so many the, the mixtapes and all these beats and stuff like that. And half of them I'd like, half of them I, I wouldn't. But you know, just being fussy. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, 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 definitely, yeah, it had an effect.
2: Do you remember which kind of Dilla beat? That I mean, you, a, a beat that by Dilla you've obviously heard but didn't remember. Here, didn't know it was him. And do you do you remember what beat? that was that you really that you you really liked or you just kind
3: of it's on Quest's album uh there was there was quite a few on there not really naming specifics also even far side as well like um um oh man what was it because my, my memory fades i tell you i've been a bit dyslexic as well i'm really crap at remembering the names nowadays visuals is fine but i i forget names um but there's some yeah there's some joints on Far Side second album. I was never really listening to Slum Village that much mm. until it was on this. I used to go to the Sound Library. Do you remember that record shop on um, First Avenue? Is you get a lot of producers and diggers going there. And it was a, it was a wicked shop. No. Yeah. So ba- basically, uh, yeah, I picked up this tape from there because this was all those CDs people. For some reason, a lot of hip hop heads, especially some b boys, we were still playing around with tapes. Anyway, oh. I got this tape from there, and this was in about 2003 or four, and it had some Dilla instrumentals and Slum Village stuff mixed in with jazz and stuff, like that. and I loved it because I used to cut people's hair as well, so I used to stick that on while I was cutting hair.
2: Oh wow. and
3: I Used to love it, man. I just uh, yeah, I didn't realise that. Maybe maybe that answers your question. <laughs> it was on a tape, and I didn't realise that. The effect that it had, and, and when the DJ was playing the originals that he sampled as well, that really helped because you know being a bit of a digger and a DJ as well, I really appreciated that. Just joining the dots, basically.
2: You, you're obviously when you do these pieces, you're obviously familiar with the artist. But I want to know: Are you do you do you have to be familiar with the MC or the DJ uh, prior to working with them?
3: It does help. Does really help. Uh, it is a bit of a struggle again. I have to just shake it off, uh, and yeah, I'm intrigued by this this person. I'm just gonna mess with it and see what happens. And sometimes they work better than others, but it definitely helps.
2: Is there something? I mean, i wonder, is there something? Let's say you're not familiar with them, and they, you know, they they send music to you, or you know, are, are you talking to them? Is there something that you're you're looking for, like flow, content, lyrics, music style, beat? To make you, you know, say, okay, yeah, like you said, like, okay, I could give them a chance.
3: Yeah, it's difficult because they might be a really nice person, you know, very humble and and righteous and and just a good person. And the music, I might not be feeling it that much. But I I, I guess you're you're talking about other, you know, working on things that, um, you know, album covers and stuff like that this is this is after the this the series sort of blew up and and stuff but um it can be a challenge sometimes but um i i try and connect with um you know their their general vibe i know it's, it's i'm not really explaining it very well but um some things are I'm not really that into, but that's just because my taste has matured, like, you know, like wine, I guess. I know it's a bit corny, but, (laughs) um, it's going to, it's a natural process. You're, you're going to gravitate towards certain things because of that emotional effect it had on you at a specific time. And, uh, you've just naturally grown that way. And so I can't force myself to like something when the lyrical content might be a bit, crap or all the beats i'm not really feeling the whole vibe but that person might be might be really nice that's that's mainly uh to contemporary artists that i'm not really familiar with that have gotten in contact with me to maybe do a project but that that doesn't really um occur with the 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 general ego strip right yeah I mean,
2: right and that's what i meant i meant that you're you know you you know the you, you've been contracted or whatever you've been, they've been reached out, people, artists have reached out to you to do artwork for their, their albums. Uh, and obviously you're doing the artwork for Raekwon's new album or did the artwork for Raekwon's new album. Um, so, and, and that also had, like, are you, um, you know, in the age of downloading albums, uh, are you surprised that people are reaching out in terms of wanting this album artwork? And then, do you like why do you think artists want to keep the tradition of kind of great album artwork alive
3: i think that's again it's a multi-layered answer um partly um i mean me being you know a a vinyl head you know a certain point in my life i really appreciate the craft uh on a on an album cover instead of uh you know, sometimes like, back in the day, you, you wouldn't even get a picture on the cover. You'd just get a white or black sleeve with a sticker on it. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, it, I, it didn't, it didn't really bother me too much because if the tune was like, oh man, this, you know, I've been, I've been hunting this, or, or I'm really looking forward to, you know, breaking the seal on this because you know, I remember we used to get a lot of imports. Obviously, it was imports, you know, right. from America, so it cost a little bit more, and sometimes it had that mystique over it, especially if it didn't have a cover. But what I'm getting at I suppose through the genre of uh, vinyl uh, and the huge history it has that was just a very special thing. It's tangible, tactile you had it in your hand, you could sniff it, you could <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know uh, just appreciate the album especially if it was gatefold and you had the inner sleeves and all that so I think I think that's just that's just carried on. Through this digital age of you can't touch shit, you know what I mean? It's really annoying sometimes, and you know, it's uh, it's it's sometimes a bit soulless. So I think the craft uh, shines through, e- even if it's uh, a digital image. It's not, and not taking away nothing from the the people that do vector art, you know, like working in Illustrator when it's quite stiff. Right. And and a lot of stuff is looks like it's just been copied or traced or something. Uh, when there's there's that human element, it goes quite deep I guess, it's that human elephant uh, elephant <laughs> element of um, of of pen touching paper or paintbrush touching a surface. You know, it's it's human, it's, it's tangible, you know, there's mistakes in there. Um you know what I mean? It's 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 just that very human I can't explain myself anymore. <laughs> um, I think that's why people still reach out because, uh, and maybe, you know, not getting too deep. Maybe they, obviously they like the stuff, but, uh, it, it, it looks fun yeah, and a bit different, but it's also got that old school sort of flavor where it's a, it's a bit sort of comic booky, children's book illustration type thing. Maybe that, maybe, maybe that as well. I'm just, you know, I'm just jumping, you know, around a bit, but that, that might be it. Who he,
2: knows? <laughs> how did I guess? How did the for, you know you're doing Raekwon You did Rayquan's um, seventh album. It's uh, the Wild. Uh, how did that collaboration come about? I mean, he you reached out to him, he re- reached out to you, and then um, is that it was so- the other
3: way around man? I tell you, that a uh, big piece of humble pie for me. It was amazing. He he reached out to me, which is great.
2: That's amazing. He said,
3: "Yeah," it was like. Dan, this is Raekwon from Wu Tang. I need to call you. you. Just call me ASAP. And I was just like a, you know, a giggly little twelve-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> my perception of myself at the time. I mean, I, I kept pretty chill and everything, but um, I was like, man, this is crazy. So uh, um, I called him up, and uh, he's just a really, really nice guy to work with. You know, just, it, it, again, he had uh, a lot of love and respect for the craft. As, as I do for for his craft, and uh, it just it just, I mean, to be honest, his manager I think uh, got in contact with me about a year a year ago a year and a half ago, um, and I said, "Well, what, what does uh, you know, what was he like uh, on the off chart? Just interested on in seeing you know what made him, and he and he really liked the cool Herc and the Nina Simone one I did.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, and then when I did that Wu Tang one with the multiple heads on the on the body, that that sort of knocked his socks off as well, and he just got in contact, and you know that was great, man. It was just it was really cool and a pleasure to work with him as well. He definitely had a vision, and he stuck to it, but he was still very, you know, uh, encouraging for me to explore themes. And uh, yeah, it was, it was it was brilliant working with him, and I knew I had to do a good job because. You know, he he only expects greatness. You know what I mean. Yeah. So, um, I, I had to really, uh, you know, uh, work hard doing that one. I made the, the original was very large as well because, uh, you know, hopefully the album is going to be, you know, amazing and it's going to do well. And uh, I'll have something tactile to uh, to maybe you know, sell it at a later date. That's the thing with digital stuff, man. You can't really uh, shift it at a later date. You can't really show it at a gallery show, you know. I mean, you can. You can have, like, a print, but it's not the same as the original, you know, with the dirt and the ink splats on it and the tea stains or whatever. Right, right. <laughs> um, yeah, sorry, I've gone off on a tangent, but, yeah, that was great, man. That was really
2: good. So is that something, I mean, is that, when you're collaborating with him, are you... Sorry if this sounds like a dumb question, but are you are you in studio with him, or is it just like you know emailing images or or you know or drafts? I guess kind of back no, and forth. You're
3: going to find this quite funny, uh, but this was through Instagram and WhatsApp, <laughs> and, and trying to claw. I mean, at one point, with all due respect, I had to say, "Man, look, you've got to give me more direction because I'm um, it's getting a bit cryptic." I'm, just, you know, what I mean. So we had to go through that hump. Of finding or getting to the source of the idea and his vision, yeah, and and then it was, and then I could just let loose and and my imagination. I could add things and put my own flavour to it.
2: And, you know? and, and this is like you, so you, so you haven't. It sounds like you you haven't heard the album.
3: Nope.
2: So this is and a all. Lot of
3: the time, a lot of the time, cats send me tracks just to get flavour of, of of you know. And, uh, so it's something, you know, I'd say 50, 50, but this, I didn't hear, I haven't heard anything.
2: Nothing. Right. Because I mean, to me, I'm looking at right now, I'm looking at your, um, I'm looking at your, your Twitter account, uh, and you know, I'm looking at the album cover and it's called, um, the wild. So mm-hmm. uh, for someone who does not have any artistic talent whatsoever, me, uh, <laughs> You know, I see it. It's like, it's the, you know, the wild, like he's, you know, Raekwon and the sound, this is like what if I was to envision a city that just went crazy wild, <laughs> so to say, yeah. uh, this would be it. So, I mean, so you're kind of, you're basing your, the artwork of, of talking to him, but then also kind of the, 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 yeah. the, the name of the album as well.
3: Yeah. Well, um, I, th- I think I should be able to say this, but, um, you know, originally the whole process is like, you know, he got in contact, we had a good chat, you know, just just picked each other up and just, just, you know, just had a good chat. You know what I mean? It was cool, and and I, obviously I'm very sort of humbled by him getting in contact. So I'm like, yes sir, no sir, sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was cool. Um, and then, and then um, he he gave me the initial idea, like he, he wanted sort of like. Time he wanted to go back to sort of like more not like his battle raps but more the the stuff back in the day where he's known for the the rawness and and uh, you know dope lyrics and everything and uh, it's called the wild. He, he wanted to like be like a huge silverback gorilla mm. in the mi- middle of Times Square, but Times Square has to look like a jungle, but like post-apocalyptic type thing, and everything's going crazy, like you know, just chimp swinging about and and um, you know anthropomorphised animals to humans.
2: Right, right, right.
3: Yeah, so just all these animal characters going crazy. But yeah, like I say, originally he's a silverback. Uh, and then I thought, right, I'm going to put a, a V-bomber goose down because he used to talk about his bubble vest and all that stuff. So I'll put that in there, his Clark wallabies. And then I thought just for, for a good, you know, just just to flip it a little bit, I'd, I'd put the, um, the Staten Island Ferry Like he'd he'd just been dumped. He'd he'd like had it under his arm stomping for the city and just dumped it. And then maybe plugged his microphone into the side. Like it was an amp or something like that. Just getting ready to rock or something. And, um, or it doesn't even have to have a reason really, but, uh, it just looked funny. So i popped that in there. And, uh, and he said, no, it's not really happening. Why don't you morph my face? half me, half the gorilla. So we did that and he loved it. And I thought, yeah, we're getting somewhere. So then he, you must've taken it back to his people and and they didn't go for it. Maybe they said, look, it's that gorilla thing. Do you know what I mean? It's not good for what, you know what I mean? All all that, that stuff. So it's, uh, and then I can understand that. So we scrapped that, went straight to, um, you know, his his regular face and I gave him slightly orange eyes. So give it that sort of like, um, that beast, sort of within type thing, you know, that rawness. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it was it was a lot of fun. Then me having sort of carte blanche to uh, create these other characters in the foreground uh, and the perspective as well. That was quite hard because I drew uh, Times Square out and it wasn't really working. So I've only just learned how to mess with three D stuff. So I actually created Times Square in uh, in Maya and and rotated it's the city around so i could choose a position then i took a screenshot of that and then that helped me get the the, the shot right and then i scanned in the ink drawing and, and popped him in the middle and then i had to redraw the whole thing again um so yeah because originally he said yeah that's good put the title on it the parental advisory sticker and we're done. I said, "No, hang on a minute. That's, this is the rough. I haven't even, I haven't done it yet." It's oh, okay, right? So then I had to spend another week, you know, in between work and everything, doing doing uh, the whole the whole illustration again. But I, I didn't mind though because uh, it, I knew it was going to be worth it.
2: Um, I w- I'm going to jump a little bit, uh, but you know, so I was this this um, the uh, the Raquel on the Wild album covers. Uh, it's this it's it's color uh but then you also do pieces in black and white um how do you how do you decide which pieces i mean how do do you know like which pieces you work in color and which will be in black and white and then is there a message or a purpose that maybe black and white brings to a piece that color just can't or vice versa
3: well I, i try to color every piece um I've got a, the black and white um, is strong on its own, but I feel that then I can explore and play around again with the color and see where that goes and I might be able to a lot of the time i try and get a lot of depth in my work and um sometimes with the ink pen it's just not it's not doing not giving that as much depth as I'd like so i can I can scan the original ink work and then Colour it in Photoshop, but um, I suppose if I had the time and, and things were a bit different, then I, then I would do it 100% tr- traditional. Um, but it would take a lot longer. Um, but yeah, the black and white, I think they, they, they hold by themselves. It's just the yeah, I can maybe try and try and experiment and do something else when, when it's the colour. It's just nice to see what happens. I think there's only about two or three pieces out of the hundred that I haven't coloured.
2: Yeah, there was like, I, I can't find it now, but I'm, I'm, I'm on your uh, Twitter account, uh, yeah. uh, Danlish1, um, at Danlish1. Uh, and uh, there was a piece that was in black and white, and then you, I think you wrote something like hashtag color coming soon or something like that. Yeah. And then I was like, why? <laughs> yeah. Because uh, yeah. it's just like, you know, I mean, I think uh, just when I look at visuals, uh, I think color, I mean, black, color is powerful, and, and, and black and white is just as powerful. Yeah,
3: um. oh, no, definitely, definitely. Yeah, I mean, uh, eventually, I'm going to do uh, a book, um, and I'll probably have, uh, you know, black and white on one side, color on the other, and and try and, and try and um, have them in their original size, because the, the, the first the first year, and I've jumped off the the subject a bit. The first year, I was taking my my little black sketchbook on the train. Uh, you will I don't know if you know the sizes in in the U.S., but in in England, there's A5, A4, A3, A2. Uh, A5 is about. These are specific paper sizes. A 5 is about. Uh, I think it's five inches by eight inches. So they they're quite small. Uh, and uh, I, so I had this little black sketchbook with me that was very portable, so I could I could just use that. So all the all the first ones, the first uh, probably. 30 or 40 they're, they're all pretty small so when i get to exhibit them people are quite surprised on, on how how small they are uh, and when when i started getting to the cruise then i had to go a bit larger um just because you know i don't I don't want to piss off the uh the rest of the people sitting on the train when me getting all expressive with my big you know a big ass sketchbook right. that is like 25 inches across and you know because i'll be taking up two seats and that has happened, actually, because I took the Rayquan. Yeah, that's pretty big. And that's exactly what I did. But because our trains are so pretty crap in this country, uh, especially with the amount of strikes and everything, I've just been going straight into first class, to be honest.
2: Right. And,
3: uh, you know, you get a lot more room there. <laughs> <laughs> and if I get kicked out, so be it. But that uh, hasn't happened yet. Um, I'm getting myself into trouble, I'm sure of it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, Dan, I know it's late, so I, I, mean, I, I don't want to keep you up too too longer but I, you know one, one more question um how do you with all the, the all the artwork you've done with the um, ego strip with um, even starting to or creating album covers for hip-hop artists um how do you view yourself kind of your role within the culture of hip-hop uh do you think you're you're a part of it you're just a contributor to it or are you, are you something else
3: i would say all of those really like, like, you know, uh, we I don't, yeah, I see it. All right. I'm not going to get all cryptic. I'll just, I'll just answer <laughs> goddamn question. <laughs> I'm all of those, man, and you just don't understand me. You know? no, so, um, look, uh, yeah, a documentarian, that could be part of it. Uh, I was on the front line, I would say, battling in New York, doing my thing, you know, just that, that raw proper hip-hop you know the competition that they're just just so i was i guess and and still am in a way because some artists have it's very humbling that they've said look you know you've brought something you brought another layer to it Mm. you know um I can't really explain it, because it should be coming out of their mouth, not mine, because I'm, I'm not very good at reinterpreting or remembering, really, what's been said. But it it, it just um, – it's, it's a nice thing to do. It's sort of uh, – it's a sort of – not coming of age. It's sort of like from a mature perspective of someone who has to have gone through all these um, – uh, experiences to come out the other end, uh, and then relay that back down on paper in a very sort of natural way. It's not forced, and it, it, like the essence of hip hop should be. Really, you know, when people first started picking up the mic, and it was a natural thing. It wasn't too forced. You know, like right, I have to write this rhyme now because this LP is needed and this label's, you know, really biting my ankles to get it done. Right. Do you know what I mean? There's, there's yeah. no there's no agenda. It's maybe that has something to do with it as well. Um it's quite a vast question again you've asked. So I, I hope I've I've answered it. No I, man, it we, you know that that's huge. We we could just go on and on with that. But I think yeah, I think I've I've answered that.
2: Yeah, no you did. Um Dan Lish, uh great artist. Uh thank you so much. He's a uh, he's did the cover for Raekwon's newest album uh, The Wild Uh, he's done a bunch of other artwork that's amazing Ego Strip uh check them out. Uh, Dan, thank you so much for joining me on The Library with Tim Cal on uh, station.com. Thank
3: you, too, Much appreciated.
1: I this days wearing all black paint in my knapsack. some squash yellow calling me. I, I had to work. rack that. Freaking forward inside. perfect the outline. Late making strip shine. Nigga, my take mine. Tags on the J-line. E-train tunnels. Flat blacks. Got stacks. Fat caps. spotter bundles. It was like that. Take my spot. I'll be right back. Like, man Hand styles they major. Stomp blocks. and They deja. My rustles and about to give birth to Flavor Bandle squad cops play blocks in the LaSaver Trying to catch niggas great in their name Looking for fame Sometimes you get locked, it's just part of the game Anti-freeze in my Griffin, I was making a stain First car to the back of the train Simple and plain Wrecking rack spots, shutting them down, leaving them slain Real talk, some grass on the brain It was insane, nah, man I mean. got <laughs> the paint in the air like I was there I used to ride a 7 train way back and just stare at the colors on the roof pale yellow was the shit everybody wildin' out, anybody was a fit pile of marker in my pocket, everything was getting hit, when you come through correct your whole staff, get big, triple outline, taking my time to look crisp can't control, crushing clown, straight stomp we don't miss, four finger chips street cry lines like four clips, kill something spray it past the weapon, keep stepping niggas know my style, still reppin', no question, I drop a lot of jewelry. When I rhyme, so pay attention. In New York, we make ball talk free expression. Beyond comprehension of the regular is deeper. Painting my pocket, fat cap in my sneaker, late night on a mission for self. I got the fever. Got the fever. <laughs> Rushing as I see a transit cop coming now, I start running out pursuit, drop the paint, hop the roof, slip fell, cut myself my yeah. back I'm not trying to go to Central Bookings for the weekend. I'm moving like a marathon winner, never a quitter. Big chasing me for bullshit, I'm wondering why they bitter. So I go left, go right, go left. Hit the ass run around the corner, and I hop into a cab. Now I'm moving, got away. Close call, still breathing. shirt rip, scuff kicks, out of shape. Every breathing, not discouraged from my mission. Never that, I'm still proceeding. Doing spots like an even Monday to the weekend. Peaks to all the writers, catching tags every evening. Spot seeming hot and Permie walls on forever shit. Drop bombs the seven million apple rebel terrorists. One love coming from a spray paint specialist, you heard <laughs>
0: Are true. We're overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes. The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wick The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10 piece Wick Nuggets, Fries, and Sprite ultra powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a
1: new anime short every week only at Wick Donald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Go.
3: At participate in McDonald's for limited time while supplies last.